This week on the Time Blaster Toycast, with a big game on the horizon, it's time we talk football. The Turbo Wheel is back, and she's brought nine retro pop culture topics, somehow, some way related to the gridiron game, and we'll get into it right after this break. Welcome to the Time Blaster Toycast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster toy line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734-494-2292. We are ALIDE Alive and kicking here with the following podcast, which is scheduled for a random selection. A 60-minute time limit is in place, and we are ready to introduce today's topic. It's Super Bowl week. It's the most-watched television event every year. The football crossover effect boomed in the 70s and 80s, launching more movies, cartoons, toys, and collectibles. The 90s were insane with football, so Turbo is back with nine crossover football-related topics. will be thoroughly discussed as we present to you, well, Turbo presents to you, it's fortuitous football frenzy. And now for your hosts, they're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions. TD Toss and Leo tosses touchdowns. The TDs they toss these days are two dice. They are the reigning, defending, Toycast Tag Team Champions of the World at Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toycast. All right, tossing two dice. That's right, yeah. Making me think I'm like at a craps table or something. (laughs) I mean, you're thinking of a board. I was thinking of the board games. Yeah, the board games. Like Monopoly. You're throwing the the dice. I appreciate the TD Toss and Leo reference. Yeah. You know, we we were thinking, do we put them on the list? But we've talked Turtle so much. We've talked TD Toss and Leo so much. It was hard to leave them off, but yeah, we we did it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was what, just a couple... Was he the 91 or was he 92? No, TD Tossin Leo's 91. Yeah, 91. So in the 91 episode back in, I believe it was uh, late September... We talked a lot about TD Toss and Leo. It was kind of the beginning of football season. Yeah, so. right. And now we're at the end, huh? Super Bowl this week. That's right. Big game. The right? Eagles Chiefs. I'm sure these uh, football fans mm-hmm. are, are, you know, psyched, oh, right? They've been waiting for this one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're coming off of our last week's podcast with the Super Bowl snack down. And now, uh, you know, people got to be ready. Get you your guys snacks and ready. Your barbecue weenies. Barbecue man. weenies, baby. All the way. <laughs> Cocktail weenies, indeed, indeed, indeed. But yeah, you get your Super Bowl snacks ready. You know who's playing the big game Eagles, Chiefs. The Eagles won the Super Bowl, I think, five years ago. Chiefs yeah. won it three years ago. So. Two really, really good teams. So and does uh, Randall Cunningham still play for the Eagles? <laughs> you he, know, throwing the, the old pigs uh, around this week. Unfortunately, he does not. But their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, uh, yeah. is very much like a reincarnated Randall Cunningham. In fact, he blew all of Randall Cunningham's stats out of the water oh, this wow. year, rushing yeah. and passing. So mm. he is a he is a star player in the making for sure. Okay, well, hey, that's enough talk about the sport of football. We <laughs> yeah. love. We yeah. love football, right? And this podcast is going to be nine topics somehow, some way related to football. But before we get into that, 
We got to talk about a review, right, Joe? So, right. baby, we got a review today. And this comes from Zach underscore ST. And it comes from Apple. And it says, the toys come to life. This is hands down one of the best toy podcasts out there. And one of my favorite podcasts in general. The hosts are fantastic and knowledgeable. And they always sound like they're just having a great time talking toys. I recently got a chance to talk to Keith, and I got to say he's such a genuine and nice person. I love this podcast, and I look forward to listening to it every week. Okay. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, so I talked to Zach on the phone. He's from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. We were talking toys. So, yeah, thanks again for the review. Appreciate it, guys. Are we ready to talk football? No, that's incredible. So that Are come through really on the toy it? line? That came through on Apple. That review. Apple, okay. Yeah. When he reached out through the Time Blaster toy line? He reached out to me via Instagram. Okay, yeah. okay. He wanted to talk about what it was to open a toy store, what it oh, took, how to do it. Oh, he's that guy, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Gotcha. Yeah, no, thanks. A few people reach out to me over the years. I'm yeah. Like, I'm happy to share the knowledge yeah. I've acquired over this 10-year journey. Hey, Zach, you're talking to the right guy, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's awesome. No, thanks a lot, Zach. And, uh, yeah, we talked to you, Toss and Leo. He kind of paved the I mean, I won't say he paved the way, but he was the epitome of what we were doing with the top of today. Like, football crossover infected everything yeah. in the 80s, 90s, seven, the 70s is when it really started with, with players and the commercials, even in the 60s. post. I mean, the Super Bowls just changed pop culture. But with T.D. Tosselino as a toy, so we're like, what other toys were there? What other guys had this? What else did we have from our childhood that we collected or or invested into or made us appreciate football more, and that's how we got our list today, and I'm excited. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys, listeners, some of these things on this list you're going to be very familiar oh, with. Oh, absolutely. But is it time? I, Do I we mean, give Turbo ye old spin? Turbo is sitting here staring at us, and, I, and I'm ready to spin <laughs> she her. She wants you to get, give her a spin, Joe. All right, Let's here we go. It. So what's going to be first? Oh, man. Around and around she goes. Oh, is right on the line. G.I. Joe, the fridge. Okay. Uh, William Refrigerator Perry. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so he was a Chicago Bears defensive lineman and, mm -hmm. like, one of the most popular players during his time, right? Right. And so it makes sense that G.I. Joe would want to put him mm -hmm. in their toy line. They love taking celebrities, put him in the toy line. And he was first offered in 1987 as a mail-away figure. So you buy your Joes, you cut out your proof of purchases, $1.99 shipping, and the fridge was mailed to you a couple weeks later. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, see, so I, obviously I've talked about it many times, guys. I'm not the G.I. Joe guy. So right. was Fridge in the cartoon? He Andy was in the cartoon. The, okay. Yes, yeah. Because my knowledge of Refrigerator Perry is WrestleMania Two Battle Royale. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you of know course. What I mean, like yeah. this guy crossed over. He was in G.I. Joe. He was in the WWF. Dude, in WWF NFL. and G.I. Joe, yeah. He was in commercials. This guy was everywhere. Dude, Just a was. charismatic dude, huh? I mean, yeah. Hasbro knew this would bring more eyeballs to the product. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a home run. Massive athletic defensive tackle. Yeah. I mean, he was like 6'3", 330 pounds. Just mm -hmm. this huge man, but he was, was very... But he was very athletic, mm -hmm. and uh, and yeah. So they, so what really I think got him in the mainstream was in the '85 Super Bowl, the '85 Bears defense, legendary launch SNL skits, the Bears, all that deal. Oh, okay. But um, '85 Bears, I mean, even Roseanne, the TV show, always ref John Goodman, yeah, <laughs> John, that's right. Dan right. Connor constantly referencing yep. the '85 Bears oh, and Dick Gunn. Mm -hmm. But Ridge, Refrigerator Perry, massive part. Of, I think he even was in a guest spot and married with children too. Yeah. Oh, really? So I mean, this dude was everywhere because that was also. 
took place in Chicago and poke high football. Al yeah. Bundy, four touchdowns in one game. Gotta get it in. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Refrigerator Perry, massive crossover star. Keith mentioned WrestleMania 2, G.I. Joe. Yeah. He was he wasn't have a big role in G.I. Joe. wasn't quite like the Sergeant Slaughter crossover, right, but he was right. like the number two 80s guy. I mean, back in the day before, before the 80s cartoon, it was mostly just like presidents mm-hmm. and military people yeah. that got the, the old school... 12-inch G.I. Joe right. figures. So for him and him to get an actual, what are they, three and a half inch? Three and three-quarter three quarter inch. Three-quarter inch. Yeah. Little G.I. Joe is so cool. Had him as football uniform. And he came with like a football mace. I is always that called right? it a football nunchuck, but it was, <laughs> yeah. it was like a football on a chain <laughs> yeah. attached to a handle. Yeah. 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 Super sweet. Um, I never had the figure, but man, loving G.I. Joe. Remember Fridge being in there. But he was just such a... P- major celebrity and yeah. it was because I didn't even get to that point because in the Super Bowl he lined up at fullback so he was planning oh. defensive tackle and then they get in like short yardage gain situations and he'd be lined up at fullback to pave the way for Walter Payton to right. bust okay. a big run so hey, makes sense huge star I just picture that iconic smile this guy right with oh, this gap, with to, this gap. To, like yeah. yeah just looks like a big old friendly guy Dude, lovable that, guy man, giant the, teddy bear don't, guy. don't cross him though no not at all <laughs> yeah I mean, what, Russ made a two-battle royal. He was, like, one of the – was he the last football player eliminated? I mean, he was by far the biggest star as far as the football yeah. players go, yeah. right? I mean, I don't really remember. I know it gets down to Brett, Anvil, and Andre, right? right? So Fridge was probably the last football player to go. Yeah. Wild stuff. All right. So All right, we Fridge, ready? what are we following Fridge Yeah, getting a cool G.I. Joe with a Fridge. Let's spin turbo. I'll have to look him up, see how much they're He's actually not that expensive. That's good to know. Oh, baby, Ace Ventura is next up. <laughs> All righty, then. All right. Okay, who doesn't remember Ace Ventura? So this movie came out February 4th, 1994. Uh-huh. I, I looked that date up last night. And uh, I actually had a question wow, for you guys. that is exactly 29 yeah, years ago. Before we uh, dive into it, yeah. I, I found a fun fact. Okay, let's Did go. Did you guys know that Jim Carrey was not the first choice to play Ace Ventura? Oh. And if you had to guess who the studio wanted... Who would you think they would want to play Ace Ventura? This is 1994. 1994. Mm. Oh, my God. I, th- I thought this was kind of cool. Man, I don't even... It's, it's tough. Comedy guy, I assume. I think I Comedy a, guy. I think I need a hint. I'm well, going mean, to go with, like, with maybe like Chevy Chase. Or, Chevy Chase isn't a bad guess. Or someone from like SNL. In the I can tell you he, he's a man of smaller stature. A little fella. little fella. <laughs> Danny DeVito? No. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Moranis oh, is who wow. they wanted okay. to play Ace Ventura, and he declined the role. Yeah, I don't blame him. And then the studio, they kind of toyed with the idea of changging the character from a male to a female because uh-huh. they wanted Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, my wow. Can you guys imagine Ace Ventura with Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg? Though. Man, I wonder how long that script was kicked around then. It Rick had to Moranis be. Was... Yeah, it had to be a few years. Because Jim Carrey was like their last choice. They saw him on uh, In Living Color. Yeah. They're like, this, this is our guy. Yeah. Which is insane because as soon as he takes this role, he's a star. He's a and then star. every movie after that, right. like, they're writing it for right. this guy. Right. Because how do you even write? You know what I mean? You well, can't. He well, made that character. Well, in '94 was what it was. Ace Ventura, Mask, and Dumb and Dumber, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So he, I mean, they had to have seen his star rising in '92. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All three of those scripts for him to land, and then because right. of Ace Ventura, the other two movies, which the Mask probably wasn't expected to be a major box office. No, he made it a major. But box yeah, because office. of his yeah. star power, they're yeah. like, oh, this movie now can go from straight to video right. to yeah. to movies. Man. Cameron Diaz was unknown and. That 
Yeah. She was a complete unknown in the mask. Complete unknown. So Ace Ventura, man, this is a football podcast. We got to get so, to it, right? So Ace Ventura, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he is a, a protector of animals, right? Yes, he is. And uh, who Pet goes detective. missing but the Miami Dolphins mascot, <laughs> That's right. along with a handful of their players, including their star quarterback, Mr. Dan Marino. <laughs> and Ace is on the case, right? Right. So did you guys see this movie in the theater? I can 100% remember being in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this was the first time I ever was uh, in a theater watching a movie. Fell out of my seat laughing. Dude, I'm with there you. There were just so many scenes in Ace Ventura. To this day, you go back and you watch it. Yeah. So hilarious. But yeah, man, Jim Carrey, just he, he could make you crack up laughing without uttering a word. Oh, right. Just his it's facial just his body language. Talking out of a, his butt. His just yeah. physical comedy was <laughs> unrivaled. Best. So, yeah, Ace Ventura, crazy great movie. Right. And Miami Dolphins, man, never been more relevant or popular Dude, to me it, than after yeah. watching Ace Ventura. <laughs> it doesn't get more 90s than Dan Marino. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm well, I mean, yeah, it just shows, like, uh, the Dolphins never won a Super Bowl. Nope. Dan Marino, though, was always a top of the passing, Dude, Hall of Famer. Pa- yeah. passing statistics. Mm-hmm. I mean, he held a ton of passing records and kind of... Re- kind of was the main guy to set the NFL into what it currently is and turn it into a passing league because, I mean, Dan Marino and the Dolphins and you had Joe Montana and the 49ers, they were just the only two teams really throwing the ball all over the place. But anyways, Marino gets in it. He gets his first cameo. He also had a cameo a couple years later in Bad Boys. He did. So he was like the cameo guy. Dan Marino, not a good actor. I mean, no, terrible. No, but I mean, you know, he'd get the job done. Like, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh guy he's through and through. Himself, Joe. He's playing like, himself, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't really mess up playing yourself, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I mean, this movie spawned a sequel, it a did. cartoon series. Uh-huh, Toy Line. Toy Line, I mean, it was a hit. Yeah. And the biggest thing Ace Ventura taught everybody mm-hmm. is that when you're kicking extra points or field goals, the laces <laughs> must be out. They must be out. <laughs> Correct. Don't you dare put the laces in. Don't you dare. And as as I've as I've learned through the years, it's actually the laces aren't so much on the holder. So Ace Ventura had that a little incorrect. It's actually on the long snapper. So when he snaps the ball, the laces should always hit the holder's hands. You're right, facing up. So when they put the ball down, it's quick, oh, easy yeah. handle. This guy doesn't have time to you know shimmy the ball into position. He's no. got to get it exactly right and right. Just set it down. All right. So Einhorn. You know, it's gotta, Marino's got to get that ball. Finkel this, and Einhorn yeah. blaming the wrong guy. That's right. That's right. And, uh, but, yeah, no, Finkel and Einhorn classic. The kicker, you know, having the kicker, blaming Dan Marino, the holder. Dan Marino, Hall of Fame quarterback, as we mentioned, just legendary there. A lot of Miami Dolphins. Snowflake. And, I mean, who doesn't love Snowflake? <laughs> Everyone loves Snowflake. Everyone loves Snowflake. Snowflake. What and was it the first Ace Ventura or the second Ace Ventura with the shark? It's the first one, right? Where he's trying to look for Snowflake and he goes into the shark tank at like the big ritzy party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, the first yeah, the, one. yeah, that scene. I mean, I never saw it in the theaters. It was a home video rental. Mm-hmm. I was laughing hysterically how he's just swim, spun around in a circle by <laughs> <laughs> this shark. That's This tank is, I don't know, like big enough for maybe a six-foot shark. Yeah. And they're treating this thing like it's Jaws and this is 20-foot great white right. in there. Hilarious. Comedy gold. Great movie. That best Jim Carrey movie with a plot that had something to do with the NFL. Yes. For sure. For sure. Hands yeah, down. no doubt about it. <laughs> All right, are we ready to spin? Maybe so. the best NFL representation in a movie as well for a team. Maybe. In a comedy. Yeah. In a comedy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, are we, we landed on football storage, so this is that little... Uh, Oh, who, who, who made this thing? Football storage. Football I'm talking storage. football toy box. Toy right? box. So this there you is go. A, this is Fisher Price, right? That's it. Fisher Price. So guys, you know, we all had a toy box in our room when we were kids. Oh, it was yeah. Those classic wooden ones that everyone had. The Ninja yeah. Turtles. 
you know, there's the classic Fisher Price where it's just kind of like a rectangle with a blue lid or green mm-hmm. lid. But the toy box that I had for my entire childhood was a Little Tykes football toy box. So we're talking, you know, plastic. It's just a giant football. Mm-hmm. And the top has a lid that comes off, and I put all my toys in it. So this toy box, it came out in 1975. That's crazy. Right? Which shocked me because yeah. I remember getting it new. So. It must have been released in 75, and then they just continued to produce it for the next probably. 20 years. Yeah. You know, I think it's probably top five, one of the most iconic toy boxes. If you were a kid of the 70s, 80s, or 90s, there's a chance you probably had the same toy box. Yeah. You guys, you looked at an image once I once I told you about it. You yeah. remember it? Did you guys uh, have any have anything like it? Oh, it, it jogged my memory instantly. I remember yeah. it in the basement of my grandmother's house. So it probably was my older cousins, probably from the 70s, and yeah. just sat there forever. Uh-huh. I remember seeing them in a lot of like catalogs yeah. and, and through the years. But what it jogged my memory for was piggy bank. Like I had a football piggy bank oh, yeah. that was like same looking thing. My older brother had one. I had one. Like They were different colors. Mine was like a like a orangish yellow and his was like a football brown mm-hmm. but that's what it made me think of was just like a big old plastic piggy bank yeah um but yeah i never had an actual toy box like that i'm trying to even think of i think our toy box was like a it was like a big round like yellow thing with like a weird creepy face on it i don't even know what the <laughs> hell that thing was and we threw all of our we threw all of our our it was just it wasn't open. There was no lid, so yeah. we, all their toys just went in that. And I cannot picture what was on that thing. Creepy yeah. face. I mean, this. So this football toy box, I can obviously this thing is packed to the brim. Oh with yeah, action figures. Yeah, you know. So you're looking for something specific. You reach your hand, and you, I mean, we're talking what you know, two and a half feet deep action figure, or you're looking for an accessory, and it's like in the bottom in oh, a corner. Man. A lot of nooks and crannies to this football okay. one, you know, because it's a football shape. Yeah. So you like, yeah. you got to get your arm in there. All the way into the corner to the edges, but just an iconic thing. I had it forever, man, for years and years. I wonder whatever whatever happened to that toy box. Probably must've garage got, sale. Must have got sold, man. That's yeah. too bad. Or just pitched, wear and tear, <laughs> crap. My mom just picked it up and threw it like a literal football right, right into the garbage can. <laughs> threw a spiral right in. Yeah, lid falls spiral. down. Things twenty five times the size of an actual football. <laughs> but yeah, really cool toy box. If I was going back and I was wanting to buy a toy box. You know, to have in my room, I'd want that football. That football, yeah, man. Yeah. Good memories. Yeah, of that it's different. Boy. It would be sweet now to have that thing, mm-hmm. and then like get all like the team mini footballs and load it up with like the stuff mini. Full of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you open up a football, and then it's got more footballs inside yeah, sure. of the football. Every, every type of football. Every type ever. of football. Yeah. yeah. There we go. That'd Maybe. be sweet. Football box. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's spin this wheel. <laughs> oh man, around she goes. Starting lineups. Oh, this is a big one, guys. We've talked about starting lineups quite a bit on one of our early podcasts. uh, Starting lineups was probably 25 minutes of that discussion. At least. But you can't talk football, you know, in the 80s and 90s without talking starting lineups. So we all know these toys, right? Mm -hmm. Made by Kenner, came out in 1988. You guys know the story of uh, who created starting lineups and how, how they came to be. I actually do not. Lay it on us. I will. So an NFL player, Pat McAnally. i got to say his name right. Pat McAnally. Special teams player for the Cincinnati Bengals, right? He, Harvard graduate. So this is a smart man, right? You know, like this is a smart dude. He makes sure he, you know, he plays the position that has the least likelihood of getting (laughs) tackled or hurt. Right. So he, you know, plays a career, probably 10-year long career. 
Um, at the end of his career, he's in Cincinnati. He meets up with a designer at Kenner, and he pitches the idea. You know, there's he's in the toy store. He sees all the toys on the shelves, so all these heroes, He-Man, Star Wars. He has the idea. You know, he's played with. He's been surrounded by real-life heroes his entire life, you know, stars of sport, stars of football, basketball. So he pitches the idea to make toys of actual legitimate athletes, uh, Kenner, I believe they gave him a week to get the league rights, and they gave him like a hundred thousand dollar check to yeah. not pitch his idea to another company. And okay. with his ties in the NFL, he gets the leagues to sign on. And within a year, Kenner's producing football, That's football, crazy. basketball, baseball. Those three sports are signed on right at the start in 1988. Yeah, and starting lineups had a crazy run for, geez, what? Oh my gosh, about till the early 2000s. Yeah, I think it was 01 or 02 yeah. is when they uh, shut down. But yeah, I mean, it was cutting. There wasn't anything like starting lineups at the time because obviously they're trying to appeal to kids and collectors of toys. Yeah. But then every figure's packed with a card too, and yeah. there's this whole, you know, collectible community collecting cards. You know, fans of sports. So to get the two of them together, got worlds colliding. Man, the secondary market for starting Dude, lineups was, was wild crazy. back in the day. You know, you try to explain it to someone now that wasn't alive during that time. But starting lineups, man, they were like. This is before Beanie Babies, right? Like yeah. the, it was a legitimate craze mm-hmm. in the '90s, and the value on some of these things were through the roof. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hundreds of dollars for each one of them, so just wild. I and, remember these being bought and sold like crazy at Gibraltar Trade Center. <laughs> yes, for hundreds of dollars. Yeah, there'd be vendors who literally yeah. their sole source of income, mm-hmm. their business, was selling, was buying and reselling yeah. starting lineups. Absolutely. Right? These dudes would have forty feet of tables, nothing but starting nothing lineups. but starting lineups. Shows packed. over, pack up, drive to the next city, do yeah. it again. That's yep. what they did. I think that might have been part. Like I know they had a massive success, but it, it just got overwhelming. Like the, the figures were too hard to collect. Yeah. Because they didn't when they launched. Wasn't there almost like a hundred figures? For each sport when they launched? When they launched in 88, every team was represented, and every team of every sport had like four or five figures each. You know what I mean? Like Pistons in 88, there's like five figures. Mm -hmm. And starting lineups were, the way they were distributed was like centralized. So we're in Michigan, we're going to get the Detroit teams. You know, you're not going to have access to the the Knicks or, you know, the Utah Jazz or anything like that. And then back in the 80s, if you wanted to collect the whole run, you had to have ties to people in other parts of the country. There was no internet to do this. And that's what caused the scarcity and the values to go up. And what happened, you know, when eBay came along and people could start buying and selling on the internet, that kind of made people realize it was easier to acquire the things they wanted. I think that played a big part in like the value going down. Yeah. Because you weren't relying on like a Beckett to tell you what <laughs> something right. was worth. You could just go on eBay and see what it was selling for and buy it and have it within a week. Yeah. After you mailed them a check in the, the money mail. order. That's how you bought on eBay back in the day, guys. Yeah. I did it myself. I was yeah. a little kid. I have to I'd win an auction. Mm-hmm. I'd get my mom to like write a check. Yeah. Or there were times money order at Kmart. I can that's, I can remember I, I want a big boss man WWF Hasbro carded on nice. eBay for like five bucks. Oh. I remember opening an envelope and putting a five dollar bill in it that's and just mailing crazy. it to the wow. guy. Crazy. And then you wait and you would eventually yeah. it would just cut you know, you're just assuming the guy's gonna ship it back. There's no tracking, there's no, no nothing. There was that's nothing. just how eBay was. It was it, wild. It's like a wild west back then. It was. I'm put cash in an envelope and that's mail crazy. it. That's crazy. Yeah, when you mentioned that about starting lineups being like kind of regional that makes sense because i remember my older brother he he had a bunch mm-hmm. and he always had them lined up on a shelf we'd play with them a little bit but they weren't really a toy you could as a kid 
You only play with it so much because, like, the guys, yeah. they weren't really, um, what's the word there? There was no points of articulation. Yeah. Their arms, I guess, yeah, would the move. the playability wasn't, yeah. you know. But, um, and they were they were good to stand up on a shelf. But he had a lot of Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears, a couple Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And that was most, he had, like, a Packer or two. I remember him having, like, a New England Patriot, and that was like, wow, you got a Patriots guy. But he always wanted Joe Montana, and eventually he was able to get the stars of the league became like more readily available probably yeah. in the early nineties. Yeah. But, but yeah, I know that first line, it was just like, he had Cincinnati Bengals, Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears, Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns. That was it. Yeah. And the, and the Bengals happened to be good because they went to the Super Bowl, I think 89, 88, 89. So you had like Boomer Esaias and James Francis, Icky Woods with the Icky shuffle. And, uh, <laughs> and like, you know, so I mean, it was cool to have those guys, yeah. but, I mean, he wanted Joe Montana, and Heck yeah. he couldn't yeah, what get Joe Montana. Is 88 was that first year, and it was wild. And then every year the set got smaller because kind of realized there were people that wanted to collect them all. Yeah. And it just wasn't st- sustainable to have a 120 figures in a set. And, you know, like people like your brother, you know, you want the stars of the NFL. Yeah. If you don't live in their city, you still want their figure. You want the Dan Marino figure. Yep. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So they had to make them more readily available. So Yeah, no, yeah the- it was wild. In the 90s, it was hard to find starting lineups in stores. They were that popular. Mm-hmm. There were dudes straight up buying the case before it hit the sales yeah. floor and turning around and reselling them at sports card shows. That's just how it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, starting awesome. lineups, guys. Loved them. I loved, loved them. them. I can just picture my brother's shelf right now, and that the Lions, Chuck Long, the quarterback, <laughs> was like the Lions guy he had. Um, and there's just some so many obscure players that Tons I've just of, forgotten about yeah. through history. And I'm like, who was the Lions quarterback he had? And I'm like, boom, Chuck Long yeah. by 88. And then Eric Kramer and Rodney Pete had starting lineup figures, too. And it's just guys who weren't even stars in the league. And I think that's what kind of diminished the product. Mm-hmm. And if, if they would have, in 88, came out with just Montana, Elway, Marino, those three, plus, you know, Icky Woods, Bo Jackson, who you know, the stars of the league, the guys who were mainstream, defense out of all, Frigerator Perry, you yeah. know, they, and just you know, launch with it, Reggie White. I think you get those 12, like every other successful toy line, I think that might have had like still been sustainable to this day, mm-hmm. but I mean they had a great run. There's no, there's no dispute that that was a, they weren't profitable. But yeah. holy smokes, there were yeah. so many. And they're finally back. So this year, yeah. uh, starting lineups are back. They started with the NBA. I know the NFL is next, but these starting lineups now they're nothing like. Dude, they're amazing. Looking. I mean, they they're like Marvel Legends, yes. but basketball it's a, players. It's a you know Steph I mean? Curry Marvel Legend. Yeah, is, is Kenner still making? Those or they have a different partnership. Well, Kenner Hasbro bought Kenner yeah. in, in the early nineties, oh, honestly. So yeah, now they're producing the figures, but you know they're cool. But I mean, they, there's like no ties. The packaging doesn't look like nothing. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. one thing about them. I'm like, man, there's like no tie to the prior history. It's just the at all. name. It, just yeah, the name. It's just not even. What about a little stand and a, a card? It does come with the. Oh, it's it, the stand, it, it, doesn't not, it? it might be a digital card. I don't even know if it's oh, a real it's card. It probably is a digital now. card. Get out of here. I'm not 100% sure, but you know what I mean. I'll trade you my digital card. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's spin this wheel. Yeah, let's spin it. Let's talk all day about starting lineups. Yeah, I mean, then we could just lead into football cards, um, which Man, we could go almost on the line here. We're talking Tech Mobile, baby. Oh, yeah, there Tech Mobile. So, 87, Tecmo Bowl was just an arcade game in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then 89, Nintendo got the rights to it. But they only were able to get the rights to like the the players. So like they didn't have the Chicago Bears. 
there's only 12 teams in the original Nintendo game too. Like they didn't have, I think the league had 28 at the time or 20, 27 maybe, but they didn't have um, all the teams, all the rights to the yeah. teams, all the players. They only had like 12 teams with just the players. So it was like Los Angeles, Chicago, yep. <laughs> and like they yeah. just had similar colors because there was LJN had a NFL game. They had rights to the teams. But not the players. But not the players. Mm. So it actually was Tecmo Super Bowl in 91, which was the first video, sports video game of any kind to have both the Players Association and the league. Yeah. So they had, I mean, Tecmo Super Bowl came out for Nintendo also in 91. Mm-hmm. Didn't come out till Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. I believe it was early 93. It might have been late 92. But the rosters were from the 92 season. And that was cool because you had. I remember playing it on Sega Genesis Live. I played the Nintendo one. My a neighbor kid had it for Nintendo, mm-hmm. and I remember playing it. And it's a headache. It was so hard. <laughs> like he was good. He would kill us all whenever oh, we would play. Yeah. I mean, the computer just murdered me every time. <laughs> and I remember he was. He would be. Uh, he'd be the Raiders. I well Los Angeles, and he'd mm-hmm. just give it to Bo Jackson and just destroy us. <laughs> but I remember as the Bears, I had Neil Anderson as running back for the Nintendo one, and I, I did okay with him. But yeah. all the other teams, I stunk with. But the, probably because the Bears defense was really good in the first Tecmo Bowl. But mm-hmm. Super Tecmo Bowl for Sega Genesis. Hours. I'm talking probably months of my life were spent playing that game. Mm-hmm. That one, Tecmo Bowl 2, Tecmo Bowl 3, all the Tecmo Bowls. I loved them. I was all in. It was sad to see them go. Madden finally got the rights to yeah. the Players Association and the players, and it was just a far superior product as far as like making it more real life. But Tecmo Bowl, you had, like I think the first Super Tecmo Bowl, you had four running plays, four passing plays, <laughs> and you know you had like the guy like, You'd run the ball and it'd flash up on the screen. It'd be like first down. You have the little guys. It was yeah. so awesome, so much fun. But yeah, I had a lot of stories with Tecmo Bowl as well. I mean, mm-hmm. did you guys play it? Have it? Anything? I mean, I played a lot of football games back in the day. But honestly, when you look back now at like NES, there's like eight different football games, right? Yeah, you know, I mean? there's like a million of them. So, yeah. and as being a little kid that wasn't like crazy about football, I couldn't tell you the difference between any of them. So I'm sure I played Tecmo Bowl, or I may have played one of the eight other the games LJN that were pretty games. damn close <laughs> to oh, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It really, for me, it wasn't until like Madden and Sega Genesis then I really started playing football games. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean Tecmo Bowl and all, all those games, Joe. Headache, I mean, right? Headache. I feel like okay, there's look, a story here. There's, there's, a, there's a little <laughs> bit of a story. So Tecmo Bowl had this Hail, this Hail Mary pass play, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I swear I would execute this, and I swear the ball would go so fast, my guy would never get there in time. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the computer throws that son of a bee, that ball is so <laughs> slow in the air, the guy's got plenty of time, time to get time there. Stop still. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's going on? But, yeah, uh, Tecmo Bowl gave me headaches, but a uh, game I love playing in the you know later in the nineties was NFL Blitz there we go. on Nintendo sixty four yeah that game was awesome yeah it's like the NBA Jam of football oh my gosh it's the amazing Wayne Gretzky's three D hockey yes. remember that yes, yes. yes. Yeah. love that Blitz one was cool Blitz I mean, was awesome arcade one up made a console they did of, of Blitz yeah. so yeah what's funny is of all the sports NFL I've had so many football games through the years and NFL Blitz just I think I might have been at that cusp where I was like ah yeah. I'm too old for this. I want my games to be realistic. Oh, I want see, my no, sports I games. want my sports games to be no, absurd. Make everything like <laughs> NBA Jam. And, uh, and yeah, with Tecmo Bowl, like, so a couple, like, one quick story here before I get too involved. So me, my older brother, and his friend, mm-hmm. we hung out all the time, especially in the summer, and we would play on our Genesis. It was probably Super Tecmo Bowl 1 or 2. 
and we all had our team, and you could do like a season, and your team came up. Like you'd have multiple users. You could always pick what game you wanted to play or what game you wanted to skip. So uh-huh. you could play, you know, three different users in a season. Yeah. We all had our team, but when we would play each other, when it would line up, whew, it would get it would get <laughs> a little wild. And I will never forget when I beat my older brother for the first time. He was the Chiefs, and he would just run the ball with Christian Okoya. Christian Okoya, boom, boom, boom. You had, I had no answer for Christian Okoya. But he had no answer for me being the Bills, and I'd just be Jim Kelly throwing the ball up to Andre Reed. <laughs> The bomb, the Hail Mary, the yep. deep bomb ball, he, he couldn't cover it. Andre Reed was so fast, Jim Kelly could throw it further than any other quarterback. Yeah. So it was just, it was like <laughs> a cheek. So it was just tough. Finally, I stopped Christian Okoya. In my, in my mom's basement, we had the, we had the, the little TV set up. Um, I mean, it was probably like a 24 inch TV. Mm-hmm. Sega Genesis, we had like two couple chairs down there. But it was like, it wasn't a finished basement, mm-hmm. but there was like, boards with drywall on them just to kind of separate the the areas they were just like floating walls i guess you'd call them uh-huh. so this one was kind of boxed in but it was still brick walls behind us it was just the walls went through the middle of the basement just to divide the laundry area from our side nonetheless i beat my older brother and this the, the piece of drywall on this i mean it was probably like four feet okay. of like a wall just to separate the the, the turn there mm-hmm. so this four foot piece of drywall my, had a lot of holes in it from being punched from being <laughs> this this just so happened to be the case where i was trash talking a little bit too much i got thrown <laughs> tackled through the drywall i was hoping this is where this is going and, talking uh, Shockmaster style and I, yes absolutely and i end up on the ground and it was all over tecmo bowl and my older brother was a bit he was much larger than i was he's a big guy i mean to this day he's he's like six one six two and you know he's he's a strong guy he played football on the defensive line and um he was just a big man, and now he was probably <laughs> ten. He was probably fourteen, so he had no problem chucking Throwing me, little Dave, through the wall, chucking my little skinny <laughs> hockey player. Bill just through jazz, yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I go through the wall. He, ta- you know, tackles me down. He's mad that I beat him. You know, no one wants their little brother yeah, to beat him. Through the wall and then tackle. Well, he like tackled me through the wall. <laughs> oh, okay, like okay. tackled me through the wall. Like, he like slammed me into yeah. the wall and the wall like cracked and then he oh, my yeah like, like Roman Reigns spear. Spear him through the, the <laughs> yeah the barricade. <laughs> so yeah, I and mean, I went through it down to the ground. And then, needless to say, there was only a little hunk of wall left for him to punch when he got angry. Mm. Um, but yeah, controller spikes were a big part of uh, yeah. Super Tech Mobile. Yeah, yeah. I think. Tech Mobile, I think, was my first rage quit, throwing the <laughs> controller down. I think that's what started it for me. Uh, your poor mom comes downstairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, what yeah, is going on? Why is there a hole in the wall? And then, you know, my younger brother at the time, he's like three or four. He's he's not down there with us. He wants to be. and But his my older brother's friend's just laughing. He thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> and he's watching my older brother beat wipe the tar the, out of wipe me. Wipe the drywall dust right. off your body. Yeah. So that's, I mean, there's other oh. stories, but that's, that's the that's a great one. That's the memory I have of Buffalo Bills. Had to be the first Super Tecmo Bowl. And That's just... a great story. You painted a picture for us today. <laughs> the way you were setting up that drywall, I'm like, someone's going through that. <laughs> I know it. All right. It was me. <laughs> we ready to spin? We are. Let's spin. Man, be hard to top that one. I don't know if we can. That would just be the end of this podcast. <laughs> All right, we're ending on Tombstone Tackle. Oh, you guys know I had to sneak in a Ghostbusters. I reference. forgot about this, and when you mentioned it in our text, I'm like, home run. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because honestly, you know, 
this podcast, we're, uh, we're talking football, and my mind's immediately, I'm like, okay, what toys are yeah. football-based? And right. it's TD Toss and Leo, and it's this guy, Tombstone yeah. Tackle. 100%. So, yeah, this real Ghostbusters haunted humans figure from 1988. Awesome figure, right? I mean, we got him right in front of dude, us. He's look, ginormous. Look at this dude. He's huge. He's an imposing, giant Look at those Adidas player. cleats he's got on. Probably inspired by William Refrigerator Perry. Probably. Possibly. But, I mean, he's just a large dude. Really, really cool. But have you guys ever, you ever morphed him? You ever transformed him? Me personally, I, have. I don't know if I ever have in my Dave, life, but I've seen it done. Seen it done thousands of times. I, I want, I want you to go ahead. So I'm I gonna, know, I'm I know gonna... your your son Windsor is a big fan of uh, <laughs> of morphing. Is it a leg squeeze? Is no, it no, uh, you know, head? Bend, bend him at the waist, Dave. Okay, bend him at the waist. Bend him at the waist. Put okay. his arms down. Arms down. Like uh, in front of him, you know, 90, 90 degrees. He's going to be standing yeah, he's, on he's, all fours. He's his there. arms and his oh, legs. Oh, I see. I see. You're like a like a dog. Yeah, and then. And you then and then on his back, he's got a set of eyeballs if you pop those out. And then he's just a monster, right? Yeah. So, yes. you know, between his two arms and his two legs, he's on all fours. And his back opens oh, up it. to reveal right, a giant it. monstrous mouth. He's got eyeballs back there. He's got a tongue that yeah. is also a head. So, yeah, you know, by when day, he's okay. a football player. And by night, he <laughs> is a scary ghost that needs to be busted. So I love this guy. Yes. That's the first time I've ever done it myself. <laughs> and that is something. That is something. It's like, I feel like this was way ahead of its time. Five years later, you just squeeze the legs and it pops into position. Right. That's all but, those, uh, all yeah. the real Ghostbusters haunted humans figures. They're so cool. You know, we've got, again, a Ghostbusters podcast. We talked at length. Yeah, about, go listen to that. About all these figures. But yeah, just one or two motions to. To transform an everyday human into a ghost. Tombstone Tackle is just one of them. There's a tra- terror trash, is a. Uh, you know, a trash man that turns into a ghost. There's mm-hmm. a male male fraud ghost. There's mailman to ghost. Granny gross. A grandmother that turns into Let's a ghost. Let's not forget the toilet. Oh, and fearsome flush. Fearsome flush. Toilet by baby. day, ghost by night. These things. You can't even trust the toilet. No, you can't trust anybody in the uh, real Ghostbusters universe. So, so I'm looking at this thing. It's like a crocodile mouth yeah. with green eyes. <laughs> and then like, like, it's almost like a Venus flytrap. Yeah. Where it's like the football, though, is like what you're mm-hmm. luring the people in. He's got the green tongue yeah. down there, and it's like, oh, look at this. Because like, oh, I'm not scared of this, this giant mouth. Let me look grab at this, this football, football with eyes and sharp teeth that I want to yeah, go play let me with. Just grab that real quick. And then as you do that, he would chomp down, exactly. and there your hand is gone, and he's got lunch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tombstone tackle. And then he stands up and walks away and goes, plays a game of football. That's right. Lines up on the D line and wreaks havoc on a quarterback wearing his giant number zero. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he's a classic 1980s toy. They don't get much more football than this, boys. I love it. No. Not really. That helmet? Yeah. It's something. <laughs> he was an ACL tear away from being a uh, WWE World Heavyweight <laughs> Champion. <laughs> For sure. If Tombstone Tackle existed in today's day and age, he'd, he would be an NXT Tag yeah. Team Champion. Probably. <laughs> yes. Right. Are you ready to spin? He'd win gold in his third match. All right. Here we go. Here we go. How many left? Three. Three left. Two after this one. We I'm are on, on the... The Nerf Vortex. Oh, man. There we go. Come on. Everyone knows this thing, this right? This is Nerf slash Vortex, right? Yeah. Because these yeah, are all forms all just... of football. Right. Yeah. Because so, uh, Nerf and Vortex weren't the... Vortex was not Nerf at the start. I think along the way it became I Nerf, think they right? were separate, yeah. 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 Anyways. Um, yeah, so this came out in 1991 and was really sold on the pitch that you could throw just as far <laughs> as Hall of Famer John Elway, <laughs> who was featured in these commercials, the spokesperson for this football, and uh, I remember the commercials 
like they were yesterday. Yeah, for yeah. sure. When I picture someone throwing a football, it's either John Elway yeah. pitching a vortex or it's Mr. Perfect throwing, Mr. Perfect, his, yeah. throwing his 90-yard cat pass and catching mm-hmm. it himself. Yeah. Unbelievable commercial, perfect pitch man. Yeah, dude. It didn't I mean, get any As soon better. as they had Elway, they're like, we're going to sell a million of these things. Right. And, and through the years, I mean, they just, uh, the quarterback would change. The product stayed the same. Still yeah. a vortex. I remember Mike Vick really? in the early 2000s. I mean, Michael Vick was, was super popular. Mm-hmm. I remember vortex commercials with him throwing the ball out of the stadium. Elway did it first. There was yeah. somebody in between the two. Brett Favre, I feel like, had a vortex commercial. Or he maybe might've. it might have been just a glow in the dark football or something. Or if there was a glow in the dark vortex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it was Brett Favre. It was just glow in the dark football. That was I just remember the Brett Favre holding the ball, and then the light would all turn like pitch black, and you see the ball glowing in his hand. Mm-hmm. You throw it, it. <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> <like>, a spiral, <laughs> right. hundred miles an hour at you in the yeah. dark. But yeah, Elway. I mean, yeah, the, throwing the ball out of the stadium. I know I just watched this commercial recently when we did the uh, Thanksgiving episode, and I made the little video with uh, Mumra yeah. chucking yeah. the ball out of the stadium, and I watched that. I watched that commercial like probably five or six times before I ripped clips from it, and I was dying laughing. <laughs> it's a great commercial. It's so good. It's, I yeah. mean, what better way to sell a football than little kids, right? Yeah. I mean, you can throw this thing that far. It's going out of the stadium. Yeah. You know how many afternoons were spent in the middle of the street chucking a vortex Trying to, to your buddy? <laughs> like, go long. At the end of the block. Go longer. Right. Go longer. You know, your buddy's five houses down. Yeah. You're trying to throw that thing. Uh, great, great football. It's so just the, whistling. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and then along the way there was the yeah the football they had the howler yeah the yeah. howler the that howler. was it yeah. yeah there was that spiral football that kind of mm-hmm. looked it kind of looked like it was like on fire remember that thing? yeah yeah it was yeah, like yeah. red and yellow yep. and it had like grips yep. you mm-hmm. can throw that that thing went so far there were so vortex many. had their how their version with the whistle howler yeah, there was later, the mini yeah. vortex yeah it was like oh, super oh, tiny oh yeah the mini vortex. <laughs> So many, cool, so many cool football, you know, products yeah. over the years, they right? Were killing it, yeah. yeah. And then Nerf especially too, because like when you're a little kid, a real football, I mean, that can do some damage if you yeah, can't yeah. catch it. It's, it's big, yeah. it's heavy, hard they're hard. Throw, it's yep. big, yeah. And even the mini footballs, if you just get like one of those rubber, mm-hmm. like kids kids size hands out of like a, a claw machine, you yeah. get the rubber football there. You throw that thing if you're a dad and you're playing catch with your son, <laughs> and you put a little bit too much. Too much heat on that thing. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna break a nose. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. gonna bust some teeth out. It's a nice yeah, head and so you get the so Nerf comes into play, and they're like, let's get things that a dad can whip at their kid, right? And you know, not gonna do too much damage. Yeah, you know, oh, you just aim for the chest. Yeah, not catch it, but it was soft right. and it was it was great for kids, colorful. But the foam football, I mean, mm-hmm. Nerf took it to another level. Nerf yeah. even made the uh, the flag football set. You guys remember the flag football set? Vaguely. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, with the little flags. You tuck it in your pants, run around with your friends. Yeah. yeah. Nerf couple, knew what they were doing. A couple cones for the end zone yeah. lines. Yeah. 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 Way ahead of their time with, with player safety. Yes. Big hot topic in the NFL's player yeah. safety. Nerf. They just need to get the Nerf people on board. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would ruin the game completely. <laughs> I would it's watch. already bad. The NFL with the, be, with the vortex? It'd be super colorful. Sign me up. <laughs> <I'd> like, <it. laughs> like the Nickelodeon game. Could uh, be Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Make the whole the game NFL glow in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> There's a that. there's a new version of like the vortex out there. Russell, I don't know who's making it, but like Russell Wilson's, it's like Russell Wilson's oh, the guy behind the ball. Yeah. It sucks. Awful. There's like no tip on it. It's like rounded at the end. It's got the the fins, and you can adjust the fin based off what you're handed in, and you throw it. I don't know anybody who likes this thing. No, it's hmm. awful. Uh, Melanie, my wife, she she must have she found them somewhere for super cheap. So we bought a couple oh, to play catch some? with the kids. Yeah, it's nuts. Like the innards. Imagine like a toilet paper roll. 
uh-huh. but it's hard plastic. That's the inside, so it's hollow all the way through. Like okay. You can pour water through this football. Okay. And then around it is like a little bit of foam, and then it has the tail fin. But uh, that plastic on the inside, it's so hard. Like, if you threw that at a kid, you could <laughs> knock him out. What's, <laughs> the, what's the point of it being hollow? I guess it goes farther, but it's hard to throw, and hmm. it is the hardest damn football. Like, I'd rather get hit in the head with the uh, <laughs> <A> real football. <laughs> football Dave was talking about. The Duke. About. Yeah, the freaking basketball-style football. <laughs> yeah, the rubber ones. Yeah. Interesting. Yeesh. So, yeah, nothing beats Vortex or yeah. Nerf, man. Yeah, Nerf or nothing. 90s had it right in the football front. Yeah. It's all downhill from there. That's right. All right, let's spin. We two got two go. left. Oh, right. Oh, I thought it was going to be on the line. We're talking Bo Jackson, baby. Oh, man. Talking crossover stars. For real. This guy was a superstar. Bo Jackson, to this day, still might be one of the greatest athletes to walk God's green earth. <laughs> I mean, Bo Jackson... Awesome baseball player. Yes. Played, you know, he, uh, awesome football player, awesome baseball player. I mean, the guy was an all-star in both sports. Yeah. Deion Sanders came a couple of years later with the crossover. Bo Jackson was so unbelievable as a football and baseball player that there was a cartoon in the 80s. Yep. Pro stars. Mm-hmm. And it had the basketball representative, Michael Jordan. Yes. The hockey representative, Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. The two greatest in their era, maybe in all of all time in their yeah. sports. I know, granted, LeBron James sure. is on the cusp of breaking. Uh, he passed Jordan scoring. He's on the cusp of Whatever. passing He's Abdul Jabbar. Wayne Gretzky's goals are his goal record as being currently chased by Alex Ovechkin and may be broken within the next yeah. two years if Ovi keeps his pace up, which is unbelievable. Legendary all time athletes. Mm-hmm. Bo Jackson not just represents one sport. He's the two-sport representative in this cartoon. Mm -hmm. Bo Jackson's the baseball guy and the football guy. I mean, coming out of Auburn as a running back and a baseball player, this dude played right field, had a cannon for an arm. This guy probably could have been throwing the vortex out of the stadium with Elway. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's running faster than everybody else. He's running angrier than anybody else. He was so hard to tackle, knocking people over. Tecmo Bowl, as I mentioned. You couldn't stop Bo Jackson when they gave him the ball so much that couple years ago there was i think it was a kia commercial where they had the bo jackson in 2020 2015 or whatever it was mm-hmm. and he's like running the ball and people are trying to tackle him they were showing like clips of tecmo bowl was like the like okay. the commercial was out there and it was like tecmo bowl was the, the basis for it and both you just couldn't stop bo jackson tecmo bowl you couldn't stop him in the real world unbelievable a hip injury unfortunately cost him his his career, I mean, in both sports, he played a few more years of baseball, but, I mean, your hips are so important to to both. But, I mean, this dude never was – if you watched ESPN from 87 to 92, Bo Jackson highlights were going to be on there all year round because right. he didn't take an off season, Which is unreal. I mean, an athlete, their season is, what, a quarter of the year, and the other three quarters is preparing for that time – when you're needed or, you know, somewhere along there, Bo Jackson's taking no time off. He's going from one yeah. to the other seamlessly and not just playing it but excelling at both. Right. And, yeah, Bo Jackson was a huge part of our childhood. He was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, any product worth, at, at, you know, promoting, Bo Jackson was a part of it, starting lineup figures, video games, everything. Trading cards. Trading cards. Oh, yeah. Now, you guys know the uh, also delicious – Restaurant franchise known as Denny's. Yes. They had the huge sports card tie in all throughout the 90s. They had their own cards and the one holographic 
uh, Chicago card that I could not get was Bo Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah, his baseball one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the last short. one I needed for the set. So, yeah, he had that Never short stint. He had a lot of grand yeah. slams trying yeah. to get that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that so bad. Yeah, I mean, what a just the the thought of now. I mean, I know athletes just prime their whole lives for one sport, and they they year round are prepping for it. Like Keith said, I know there's a baseball player, Mookie Betts, is on the current the pro bowling. Circuit oh, and people yeah. are losing their minds over They're like, this guy's a two sport athlete. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> no disrespect, no disrespect to Mookie Betts. <laughs> yeah, he ain't out there playing 150 baseball games a year and 16 okay. NFL games, right? Mm-hmm. And and knowing a playbook, I mean, there's so much mental in both sports. I can't imagine. Could that even happen now, Dave? I don't think <sighs> could someone do no. that. You'd have to be such a huge star that the teams would almost have I to feel just like play yeah, by the, your rules yeah, to even. The be, one league just, wouldn't want to let you be go. No way you could do yeah. that. And just the talent of athlete, like you have guys. You know, in the '80s was probably early '90s was the cusp of that because I mean, you had Bo Jackson, great athlete, Deion Sanders, great athlete, doing it. Other guys are trying. I mean, look at Michael Jordan when he mm-hmm. moved over to baseball and he put baseball full time. Michael Jordan best basketball player ever yeah but until he dedicated his entire life you know these guys have dedicated their entire lives to a sport that's yeah. unlike you know back 20 even years ago where it was harder mm-hmm. to it was harder for an athlete to cross over now than it definitely was 30 years ago let alone 20 years ago because just the technology there could I mean, kids are getting scouted out of high school and they're like, yep, he's going to be the number one pick in this draft in five years from now in the NFL. Kids in the in high school, in junior high, like LeBron, when he yeah. was like 13 years old, he's like, yep, that guy's going to be the oh, number yeah. one pick. Dunking on everybody. Connor McDavid in hockey had a CCM deal when he was 14. Mm-hmm. A million dollar hockey player at 14. It's like just, it's just so different now. Yeah. Like kids aren't playing sports and then going home and eating junk food and playing video games and hanging out with their friends. They're right. like, you go, you play your sport, and then you go home and you practice your sport, yeah. and you yeah. do your homework, your and you're just, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just so hard now. I mean, like bowling would be the the crossover, darts, you know, sports like that that don't take mm-hmm. the physical toll on your body. But to right. all our bowling listeners, we do love bowling. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Love bowling. Have some good bowling memories with the three of us. <laughs> all right, here we go. Right, one I mean, left. Look, there's one left, so we're going to spin it anyway. Oh, I like, yeah, I like to spin. but and We like the confetti to pop is the main thing. Absolutely. Oh, this is a liner, but I mean, we know. So, yeah, I mean, I wrote it as the Dairy Queen collector helmets, but these were in vending machines. Yeah. They were we everywhere. Yeah. The little helmets, man. The yeah. little helmets. Yeah, they started in the 70s with Dairy Queen and Baskin Robbins. Uh, I think one conference was Dairy Queen and one conference was Baskin That's Robbins. Really I where read. Started? Yeah, so the in the seventies, yeah, the little plastic helmets with the collectors, oh. and uh, apparently the Houston Oilers for some reason mm-hmm. was the most made of all the helmets. I don't know if it was because it was a white helmet and like the the face masks were all kind of gray, so. And there's decals, but they said the Houston Oilers was the easiest helmet to find and get. Oh, okay. So it was like the most in circulation, I'm assuming, because it was a white helmet. But yeah, they they started out in there, um, and then they evolved over time into looking more... I mean, they were just kind of like round pieces of plastic with a hole in them and a little plastic face mask, and they just stuck yeah. a sticker on the side. But they eventually evolved into looking more like football helmets. Every team was represented. My brother had... I remember the the chase and the hunt. There wasn't a gumball machine we walked by mm-hmm. that didn't have football helmets that yeah. he wasn't pumping quarters in. I mean, getting they were everywhere. That was like your reward for being in Farmer Jack or A and P or whatever, <laughs> yeah, gro- yes. whatever grocery store your mom drug you to. Yep. You were a good little boy for an hour. Let me get that quarter at the end. 
You know what At I mean? At least that's what I let deserve. Me, let me get that helmet. And it's mm-hmm. not just uh, football. There were the, the baseball ones, yeah. too, yeah. right? Yep. Like the, the batter's helmet. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you're just trying to complete a set. And it, yeah. it, it ain't easy back yeah. in the day. No, you know it wasn't. Or you just want, the, you want your team. Like yeah. Detroit. Like, let me get this Lions helmet. And it was not keep, easy. You're like, I have eight Houston Oilers helmets. Yeah. I need a Lions one. I need someone to <laughs> trade with or something. <laughs> or you're looking in there, seeing, like, what's going. Like, what's like, low. How many like, quarters what? would it take <laughs> yeah. for me to get there? <laughs> yeah. Like, I am 13 quarters away from getting this Bengals <laughs> helmet I want. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah, they were everywhere. I loved them. I definitely had them. You, you know, your brother had a whole collection. He, got, he eventually had the whole collection. I remember getting his, like... Doubles and triples, yeah. yeah. And then you know his friends would, you know, then it became like a trading bargaining thing, like cards. We talk yeah. about that in the past. You get cards, you go to school and trade with your buddy. Like I've got three Bo Jackson cards. Mm-hmm. I wish. And, <laughs> but you know, with football helmets, like I got three. I remember the New York Giants. He had so many New York Giants helmets, and probably because Lawrence Taylor was just such a big star as well. So the Giants helmets were prevalent. But yeah, he had so many New York Giants helmets where I kept getting them. I remember taking them to school and hoping. Mm-hmm. The team that I remember evading him for a long time, I believe it was the Atlanta Falcons, and he hated the Atlanta Falcons, but he wanted an Atlanta Falcons helmet to complete yeah, the set. Yeah, complete it. Mm-hmm. And he hated them, too, I can remember the, the baseball ones, for sure, right? Yeah. And, like, having them up on the shelf, and then, you know, if you'd get a du- with the with the baseball ones, they were easy to stack, right? Yeah. So if you had a double, you just kind of stacked right, it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I'd have, like, a stack of, like, 10 Oakland A's helmets. Like, oh, my <laughs> what God, I, do I don't need these? any more Oakland A's helmets. Like, come on, man. Yeah. But, it's, yeah, awesome. I just Big remember part. enjoying my ice cream out of them at, uh, at the Dairy Queen, you know? They were yeah. a little bigger, a little bold. Yeah, those are the bigger ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, can buy those. Those, you can buy those now at yeah, the ballpark. Last cool. time we were at Comerica Park, yeah. get yourself a little, you know, helmet full it's of ice cool cream. It's cool that that's still kicking around. Yeah, yeah. they're cool, man. I I mean, big part of our childhood for sure. Absolutely. Yep. And, the, and the other thing, too, with the helmets that I think of as being a kid, you mentioned the baseball helmets. I became a fan of the Baltimore Orioles because of the little collector helmet. Okay. It's a cool I, helmet. I wasn't yeah. like, a, I mean, when you're six, you're like, yeah, the Tigers, go Tigers, we're Detroit guys. But then it's like other teams, you're like, man, that's a cool, like, yeah. Black and orange, and, orange. Yeah. and I was just looking at all the helmets up there. And you're like, that one looks really cool. And same thing with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, yeah. They, Great as, you know they they're rivals of the Lions. But when you're a little kid, you don't think about that. You don't know about it. But you're looking at the helmet. And you're like, that helmet looks way cooler than these other couple helmets. And yeah. I, you know, you like them for a few years, and then as you get older, you're like, oh, I shouldn't like them. But God, what a cool helmet! Cool helmet. Yeah. <laughs> so purple and gold, purple and yellow. Yeah, got the horn on the side. It's sweet. Yeah. It's very, it's very cool. Better than an oil rig on the side. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> White helmet with an oil rig. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Oil so, that's it. That's our nine uh, toy related or football related collectible toy movie pop I think culture. We had a nice variety. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. And what do we got next week for Valentine's Day coming up fast? So Super Bowl was this week, and Valentine's Day is next week. So yeah. guys. We're going to test out a concept here. <laughs> yeah, we are. And it's a tongue twister. And I got to try to remember what I what I want to call this thing. <laughs> Guys, it's going to be the Time Blaster Toy Cast Valentine's Day Speed Dating? Speed Dating Extravaganza. What a name. That's it. So, and that's all we're giving you guys. Just, we're going to talk toys. We're going to talk Valentine's Day. Yep. We're talk speed dating. It's all encompassing. We'll put all in a blender. All We're gonna see how it, how it turns out yeah. next week. I'ma make you feel. Yo, DJ, spin that wheel.